0: 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Brett Jensen here with you on this Tuesday edition of Breaking with Brett Jensen. We're going up until 8 o'clock tonight. 704-570-1110. As always, is the telephone number, and you guys may want to call tonight. And also, guys, don't forget to follow me on X at Brett underscore Jensen for all the latest and breaking news in and around the Charlotte area. And here's the thing. If you've been following me on X, you would know about the major a piece of information that I dropped out there earlier this afternoon. I hinted at it earlier this morning on Bo and Beth, and I hinted on this particular topic last week when I sat down with Dr. Crystal Hill, the CMS superintendent. And I said, hey, you've had about a dozen people quit in the finance department. I said, 12 or 13. And she said, I don't think it's that many. I'm like, yeah, no, I got spreadsheets. I got spreadsheets. And it's one of those things, and I will tell you this, I almost never, ever, ever, ever use notes when I'm doing an interview. I generally go into an interview with two or three questions, maybe two questions, no more than three, that I know I want to ask. And if I know I'm talking to someone for 10, 15 minutes, then what I'll do is my questions will a lot of times feed off of their answers. Because I want to make sure I'm listening because there's nothing to me more, more annoying and more unprofessional 60 Minutes is really bad at this. Local TV reporters are really bad at this. They're sitting there interviewing someone. They're sitting down at a table or wherever across from each other in a couple of chairs. And the reporter has a notepad full of notes. And so while their subject that they're interviewing is giving the answer, the reporter's not looking at the subject. They're looking at their notes. like Almost not even paying attention to what the person's actually saying. So I almost never, ever, ever take notes. And full disclosure, in the first thing, I took, uh, I left my notes in the car the first day that I uh, spoke with Dr. Crystal Hill. And the second day, I think I brought in things, but I never even looked at them. Like, I didn't even look at my notes. And I'm usually really good at stuff like that in terms of remembering what I wanted to ask. And there was something that I completely forgot to ask. I started it when I said, Let's talk about your finance department. You know, you've got a lot of people that have quit since Kelly Klutz took over in July. I think it's about 12 or 13. And then Crystal Hill, Dr. Crystal Hill, said, I don't think it's that many. I said, no, no, it is. I've got spreadsheets. And instead of saying, what's the problem? Is the problem the chief financial officer that you handpicked from Cabarrus County Schools, that you brought with you from Cabarrus County Schools, who has no... Uh, No background in dealing with this size of employment and everything that goes on with it. Or is it the 13 people who quit's fault? Like, who's to blame here? Because 13 people who've been here for two years, up to 20 years, 25 years, have quit. The singular entity is Chief Financial Officer Kelly Klutz, who you specifically handpicked and brought in. As your CFO like there's a disconnect somewhere are all 14 people with different personalities and different individuals and at different levels of employment to blame or is the one singular person to blame like what changed the one person changed okay here's question number two did these people need needed to be ran out did well I would hazard a guess that the previous chief financial officer Sheila Shirley no no those people were there, again, when you have people there for over 10 and 15 years, you have some high-level people, you have some low-level people. You're telling me all of them needed to be gone? Gone. And I was told, through the grapevine, uh, what, one or two boards ago, because you had this new election this past November, and then the other election... November before that so it's either one or two boards of go not this board but either the previous board or the board before that um, multiple people told me that Crystal Hill one of the first things she wanted to do was bring in a new chief financial officer well they are acquaintances and what happens that woman makes more money than she's ever made in her entire life as the new CFO of CMS it's over 200k and I can get the exact numbers but I mean I I know it's over 200k because all her cabinet makes over 200k and she's part of the cabinet but the problem is this is it the person that you brought in or is it all 14 people so here's a way it goes and and cuz sometimes titles can be confusing for example an executive assistant That's just another term for secretary. We used the word secretary in the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, and we started changing around 2000. We called them executive assistants. Executive directors, those are like second in charge, like the VPs, if you will. So you've got Kelly Klutz, the chief, chief financial officer. And then below her, you've got a couple of executive directors like senior vice presidents to put it in corporate world executive senior vice presidents and then below them so you've got chief executive directors directors and then below that support staff that are tend to be more hourly as opposed to salary well i'm just going to give you a list of everyone that has quit i have i have the names and I'm not going to reveal the names cuz some accountant didn't ask for their name to be put out there like this isn't even anything to do with academics like this isn't finance the exact same department that made national news by issuing every English teacher in high school a major bonus i want to say like 1700 bucks or something like that and then they're trying to figure out tonight how are they going to get it back if at all Are they going to go to every single teacher? Yeah, you're going to have to pay that $1,700 back. Here's another question. And this was brought up to me this morning, and I thought it was a brilliant question. Hey, we're going to give you a bonus of $1,700. You're going to have to pay taxes on that. So are you paying back the $1,700, or are you paying back the amount after taxes? Because you've already been taxed on it. So, like, what do we, so you would actually lose money if you had to give back the $1,700 because you've already been taxed on it. You you would actually, CMS would, like, you as a person would lose money on that because you maybe only got, say, $1,400 after taxes, but now you're giving back $1,700? Okay. So, anyways, but I chose not to put the people's name out there. So here's the brief rundown of the 14 people. Oh, by the way, I'll get into that as I read the list. Auditor, workforce management, budget analyst, budget assistant, director of accounting, director of accounts payable, two executive directors of accounting. The most recent one quit the day after my interview with Dr. Crystal Hill when I brought up this department. And the one that quit lasted a month before they were like, we're out. We are so out of here. Gone. See you bye. They've lost two accountants, an assistant finance officer, an executive director of budget, and two payroll analysts. And then they made national news by paying out all these extra these English teachers, all this extra bonus money from high schools. So now here's the decision that CMS is going to have to try and make. Most people believe that they're just going to have to get the money back and the teachers just going to have to repay the money. Okay. But what happens if they try to, you know, CMS says, well, you know what, we made a mistake. It would be really good PR if we just let them keep the money. First of all, you've got to figure out a legal loophole to do that especially if it's federal or state money that was coming in. Now, if it's out of your own budget, it's a different story. But here's the question. How are you going to explain to the math teachers, the science teachers, the history teachers, the computer teachers, the theater teachers, the PE teachers, if they still have PE in high school? I don't even know if they have that anymore, to be honest with you. How are you going to explain all that? Your Spanish teachers, French teachers, sorry, you guys don't get a bonus. Only the English teachers do because we screwed up. Sorry, you don't get $1,700 extra in your paycheck. So the question is, how are they going to go about doing it? I, I, I don't know this for a fact. My guess is the board went into closed session today to talk about this very topic. I don't know. There are questions. Can they do it legally? Can they afford to do it? And if they can do it legally, and they can afford to do it, are they going to do it for everyone? What about eighth grade English teachers? Do they not count? Middle school English teachers, do they not count? How's that finance department looking for you right now? And then you have people in there telling me that Kelly Klutz brought in people the chief financial officer, brought in people or a, one or two people that were making more than people who had been there for 20 years at the exact same positions, basically. Or, ex- or I should say at the exact same level, at the exact same level, coming in making more money. Not more than all, but more than some for the same level with way less experience. And I approached that subject with Dr. Hill last week and she wasn't aware of it. No, look, I don't expect her to know the salary of 25,000 employees. But I think it's something they got to take a look at. And maybe tomorrow I'll just start putting out all the salaries of all the new people compared to the old people that have been there for it. Because I got all the salaries. I got all that. Like, I wasn't joking when I said I had the spreadsheets. So maybe we'll, maybe we'll put that out tomorrow. And that's why I highly recommend you follow me on X. At Brett underscore Jensen. All right, when we return, let's get into a couple other things. If you want to call about CMS, feel free. 704-570-1110. I'm Brett Jensen, and you're listening to Breaking with Brett Jensen.